How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. Welcome to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show. My name is Jamie Filer. I am the co-host of the TRM Podcast, and I'm excited to be here with you today. On today's episode, we have Raymond Tonier. Yes. Nice to see you, Jamie. How are you? You too. I'm well, brother Ray. How are you? I'm doing great. Can't complain about much. Can't complain about much. Ray, I want you to tell us what your new title is, because I feel like when we had you on before, you were transitioning into being the essentially the person, the career person, your true calling. But what is it that you do right now? Yeah, I call it a business life coach. And why I call it that is because high performance coaching was like part of it. But at the same time, I have an approach where I want people, you know, to create impact-driven businesses that truly set their hearts on fire. So it's not really just about, like, business. It's about the person. So business life coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think we froze for a second. Sorry, Ray. There is, is it yours or mine? Ooh. Hopefully it's not me. Ray, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you know what? Let me see. I apologize for the delay. Let me try and hot. Got it. Ray. Yes. Are you there? Okay. I'm here. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Good. All right. So let's talk because you're currently working with high performers, right? We're talking business. We're talking life. We're talking family. In order to be a high performer, it has to start with, I believe, one thing. And that one thing is confidence. Agree or disagree? Agree wholeheartedly, uh, Jamie. Confidence is the key to absolutely everything else. Okay. How do we... How do we build that confidence? How do we plant that seed? How do we plant that seed? Well, me, the way I do it is that I set hearts on fire. (laughs) And uh, the way I do that is that we all have this flame that we have within us that maybe, you know, is dying or maybe it's not as bright as it once was. And the way to actually get it to wake up again is truly connecting with who we are, you know, once we connect with who we are, I believe everything else follows and confidence obviously uh, shows up also. Yeah. Ray, I am so sorry. I have no idea why this is happening. Can you do me a small favor? Can you repeat your answer as to why confidence is number one for high performers? Yes, because everything starts with confidence. Without confidence, we can't fully show up into the world. We can't be ourselves. 
we can't serve people, we can't make an impact. So everything starts with confidence. And I believe confidence like can be expressed in a lot of different ways. My way of helping people express their confidence is helping them reconnect with that flame they have within, with their true self, so that they can truly show up into everything else that they do. What are some of the questions you ask? That's a very interesting way of finding. So how do you dig into what it is that sets them on fire? Sure. I ask them, who are they? What are they looking for? Uh, if money was uh, happiness, what would make them the, the wealthiest people in the world? You know, what, what actually fires them up when they wake up in the morning? You know, what do they think about all day? Things like that. I guess you reconnect with the true purpose uh, of what's in there and you kind of put goals aside because I find like goals sometimes they're peripheral, right? To set our goals, we got to tap into something that's deeper. And the more we tap into that, the more our confidence builds and the more we have a clear vision on everything else. Okay. So say somebody comes to you, all right? Uh, the life cycle process of your client that comes to you with very little confidence, which is why they are currently not a high performer. You dig into their why. You figure out what it is that sets their soul on fire. You get the answers you need. How do we build the unshakable confidence? Mm, how do we build the unshakable confidence? It starts with culture. It starts with repetition. It starts with the little things, really. Because as you know, Jamie, it's easy to do the big things or the hard things. It's not as cool as we think. What's difficult is consistency. What's difficult is showing up every single day. So what seeds can we plant every single day to make sure that that confidence grows like compound interest? What habits can you uh, adopt into your life? What values you need to hold on to? What freedoms you need to exercise more? So kind of pinpointing all of these things and then just creating a standard, a standard where if you go to bed at night, okay, and you do these things, regardless of the outcome, you've moved forward, you've improved today. So that's kind of like the foundation of everything. Now, you mentioned before repetition and consistency, you mentioned culture. What does that have to do with confidence? Culture has a lot to do with confidence because I find confidence is not necessarily something that you do. It's something that you are. Okay. So if someone says, I'm not selfish, right? Um, they don't show that they're not selfish by not being selfish one time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They show they're not selfish by living a life of generosity, right? And this is how I see culture in the end. It's this, this rule book that we have for ourselves, okay? That as we do these things, we're going to nurture our self-worth. We're going to nurture our confidence every single day, no matter the situation, no matter whether things are good, bad, you know, this is how we live our life. This is our culture. And once we know that, okay, obviously things can go wrong. And a lot of people, what do they do when things go wrong? They start, they start doubting. But when you understand your game plan, this is 100% sure 
you don't doubt that. So that never changes. No matter where, what season of life you are in, that's always the same. And you can have confidence in that. I like that answer. That Okay. I dig it. So it's not just a culture, but also almost like a, a community. Because it's, sure. it's what you it's what you surround yourself with as well. It's how you show up for the if you just lived in your own bubble, it wouldn't serve a purpose. Right. Being selfish. You're allowed to be selfish if it's you and only you in your little bubble. But selfish and selfishness only has context when you have a son or a daughter, when you have a wife, when you have a, a team working under you. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Jamie. I couldn't say it better. You, you nailed it. So you mentioned planting seeds. How, how did your seeds of confidence get planted in your own life? Hmm. Very good question. I feel number one by being brave. You know, always being brave, because I truly believe that life is suffering, and I mean this in a good way. You know, we tend to view suffering as a bad thing, but there are always things to learn in our suffering uh, to grow. And a lot of us can actually be happy within our pain, right? So yeah. the first thing is that I've come to realize that what I'm after is not uh, pleasure necessarily. What I'm after is happiness, okay? And in order to reach happiness, I have to be brave, which means I need to look at my walls and break them down. I need to look at my fears right in the eyes and face them, right? So I need to be more vulnerable. I need to live with more integrity. All of these things that naturally we don't want to do because we fear being judged. You know, we fear of, uh, you know, what will people think of us? So it starts with that. Number one is, are you brave enough to be confident enough to truly be yourself, to go after the goals that you have in your heart, whether they're unreasonable for somebody else? Yep. But if they are in your mind, are you brave enough to do the necessary things to live that life? Now, it's interesting you bring up bravery. Uh in case you guys can't tell in podcast land, Ray has a, an accent, but it's because Ray is not a, a native to Montreal, Canada, right? Ray, you've gone through some things in which you had no choice but to be brave ever since you were young, correct? For sure, for sure. So I was born in, uh, in Cameroon and in, uh, in Africa, uh, grew up in Montreal, Quebec, and Basically, the way we even ended up uh, here in Canada is that my father was an Olympic Greco-Roman coach uh, from for Cameroon. So kind of traveling the world, went to different Olympic Games, and we had a good situation back home. And uh, he decided to come to Montreal because he liked it here. He had been here for the Olympics, and he wanted to continue his studies a few years later. So he brought me and my family here. The plan was never for us to stay in Canada because we had a good situation back home, but political problem arise and basically we had to leave everything. So uh, basically we're used to something back home in Africa. We get here and then we have absolutely nothing, right? So just seeing my parents be brave and be resilient and be humble and do all of these things, 
obviously we tapped into a lot of that, but at the same time, I had good parents. They weren't necessarily there. I was a angry, uh, aggressive kid in a bad neighborhood. So you can, you know, think of what came out of that. But at a very young age, because of that, I had a lot of conversations with my parents about like my purpose and about who I was. And it made me think differently at a very young age, I guess. It started with that. So that's that's super interesting, Ray, because you are, and I don't know whether you're the exception or the rule, I've not done any studies, obviously, but my question would be, is bravery and confidence nature or nurture? And in your case, it sounds like it's both. It sounds like it's in your genetics to, you know, uh, to embrace the new and and not fear a challenge or rather face the fear and do it anyway. But on the other hand, you tackled your own uh, challenges that arose. Like, for example, you had to be brave to completely revamp your business model several times. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got a bit of nature and nurture. What do you notice from your clients? Do they typically come from families who you know, I've never challenged them or what, you know, tell me more about that. Yeah, that's very interesting. What I noticed from my clients is that we're very similar in a way, but very different in a way. And I'll just open up here is that most people have a fear of failure. Okay. Yeah. I don't really know that fear. I think I have more like a fear of success, believe it or not. You know? Yeah. So, I don't have a problem giving people bravery because by default, I have that. My problem is more, I feel like I know my potential, right? And I'm so confident in it that I have no other choice but to follow my heart. I can't do otherwise, right? I can't do otherwise because I know the outcome, right? In advance, if I do what I'm supposed to do. For them now, what's interesting is that they're so heart-centered also, but I feel a lot of them feel like they have been playing small for a while, you know? Feel like they have lived in fear for a while. They know they have all this potential, but they've never necessarily acted on it in a way that they know that they can. So this is what differentiates us in a way that, like, I can give them this strength and confidence, and knowledge to move forward. And on the other side, they're kind of giving me a different perspective as I continue to evolve also on my own. So this is perfect. And this segues into a quote that I heard as we talk about more a little bit about you and your coaching business. And it said, uh, accountability is the antidote to complacency. Mm. Right. So you say people don't challenge themselves or people are scared to step out of their comfort zone or they just get comfortable. Right. They get complacent. But you as a business life coach, you hold them accountable. You said, listen, I'm going to need you to step out of your comfort zone. I'm going to need you to challenge yourself. But don't worry, I'm holding your hand. Right. What do you think? Yeah. Definitely, hundred percent. Because life is life is all about taking full responsibility. In the yeah. end, right? Yeah. It's about taking full responsibility. And I find like, what's one of the worst things that we can all feel is feeling like we're playing small. You know, feeling like we're just we got so much more. Like, let's say you're a basketball player, 
and you got out the game and you know you had so much more. You know, you're not even sweating. Well, I find a lot of people are going through their whole lives like that. And it's a lot more destructive than we might think. We think that it's keeping us safe because we're comfortable, but really behind these walls is where we're actually hurting ourselves. Yeah. It's by going on the other side that we're really freeing ourselves, right? So you're hundred percent right. So the other thing that I think is really important for people who are listening and whether you're a coach or, or, you know, whether you have a ton of clients or no clients, whether this resonates with you specifically, or whether you know this would resonate with your clients, something to note is that it's okay to start small when it comes to planting seeds and building wins or stacking wins rather. What do I mean by that? Some people may think that they don't have confidence and they don't have bravery. And, you know, we could say, well, in eighth grade, did you have a talent show? And they will say, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it was a while ago, but I think so. And you'd say, well, did you play an instrument? And they'd say, yeah, or magic trick or the spoons or whatever. And we could say, well, how much courage did it take for you to get in front of everybody in eighth grade when you're at your like highest puberty level with a funky voice and pimples everywhere and play your instrument in front of the entire school? Right. Like not a memory people would ever think to build upon, but that may be have that may have been the first time you've ever been courageous or the first time you you didn't mess up the solo. You nailed it. And then you just got off stage. Right. That may have been the first time you ever built confidence. Yeah, definitely. And Jamie, I'll, I'll add something back when I played college football. Um, one of my coaches always used to tell us, you can always do something one more time. So I don't know if you ever did that with your with your clients. Let's say they're, they're tired and you say, hey, one more rep. And they give all they got and you say, hey, one more, one more. And then you do it like 15 times. Well, that's what they did to us, like on a day-to-day basis, right? So when you have nothing else and they say one more, you go all in, right? And then they say again and again and again. And the lesson in that, is exactly that you told and this is how i see it if you've been courageous one day in your life you can do it again yes it's there it's always been there if you've been confident in one situation you can be that again right so you can choose and instead of looking at everything as a whole if we look at the small piece of it just focus on doing it one time right and just repeating I love that. Okay. So that's also really important. Okay. Focus on, on one thing and repeating it. Now in Matt's blog about unshakable confidence, he says, he says this one thing, and I want to talk about it with you. Being good at many things pulls you away from being great at one. Now I'd like to know whether you agree or disagree and why. I agree a hundred percent. Okay. In different ways. Okay. I find that like, as we grow, we naturally get better and better at a lot of things, you know, because Mm -hmm. just our knowledge base expands, but ultimately who we have been from the beginning and who, and what comes most natural to us is our area of greatness. Like I can try to be Jamie. I'll never be Jamie. Right. I can try to be me and I can be the best in the world at being me, right? Same thing for you. 
So that's kind of how I see it. I'm like, naturally, you want to become good at a lot of things, but you want to be world class at one thing. And that one thing is what has been there from the beginning. Yep. And like you said at the beginning of this podcast, Ray, you repeat that one thing, right? Repetition is key. Consistency, uh, the commitment then breeds confidence. Yes. I think there's, yes, there's an, go ahead. Oh, no, go for it. Jay. <laughs> I was going to say there's an, there's an order. There is the commitment to do the thing. There is the confidence that's built when you start to, or rather, let me take that back. There's competence, right? Mm-hmm. You do one thing and you do it well, and then you do it more and then you do it excellently. And then you have confidence. So we've got commitment, competence, confidence. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And even before that, uh, from the beginning, we talked about being brave, right? Sometimes we know what to commit to. If we're not brave enough to do it, it's not getting done, right? Yeah. So for sure. Whatever it is should scare the crap out of you guys. It should be that big that it should it should terrify you, whether that's leaving a comfortable job or completely switching your demographic or your business model or going after the guy or girl. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, it should be massive and life-changing, and that's the only way it will change your life, for the better, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, Ray, give us three things that people can either focus on or do mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically in order to build unshakable confidence. Three things. Great. Okay, good one. First things first, spend more time alone. Okay. Spend more time alone because uh, actually every single morning I I get out of the house super early and I take a walk, right? Because I have a three-year-old son and I ate a.m. or around that, he wakes up and then I'm not in control of my mornings anymore. But before that, it's mine, right? It's mine. So by spending more time alone, we get to stop running away from ourselves so much. I found like during the day, it's so easy to run away from yourself, being Mm -hmm. so busy doing all the work and never tapping into that little voice and that little fire and that wisdom or clarity you know, that's been there, but we don't listen to it enough. So spend more time alone. That would be the first thing to actually really listen to ourselves. Okay. Okay? So that would be number one. Number two is surround yourself with enthusiastic, inspiring, uh, fearless. No, no one's fearless. I'm not going to say that, but like just brave people. Okay, and tap into that because just naturally, because of who they are and how they are, a lot of their fire will feed yours. But at the same time, I believe that you don't have a choice but to rise up also, you know. So that's the number two thing. Just look at who you're surrounded by and just make sure they fill you up, you know, and they make you confident. They give you some of that confidence. So that would be number two. And number three, listen, I could think of so many. uh, But number three, I would say 
take action in the end, you know, take action as simple as that, no matter how small it is, you know, just take action every single day, because then you get in the habit of building and you get in the habit of, you know, like we had on, on, a, on our leaders call yesterday, Jamie, uh, JR talked about failing fast and early, right? Yeah. Instead of yeah. falling, the failing late and backwards, right? So when you take consistent action and you make your mistakes because we're going to make mistakes, that's what life is, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to learn from them fast. We're going to adjust fast and we're going to keep moving forward. We're not going to do the big thing that kind of brings us back all the way down and breaks our confidence. So that would be my three things. Those are perfect, right? The only, the only one I'm going to add is tell people about it. Hold yourself yeah. accountable. Actually, you know what? You don't even have to tell people about it. Write it in your journal, right? Like mm -hmm. Greg McCoy, I will never forget the story in TRM. 10 times a day, every single day, my gym will be earning $1 million. Every day, yeah. 10, the entire journal is just filled with that one word. And it was probably terrifying for him to write down. But by writing it, he held himself accountable and he put it out into the universe. So I think mm -hmm. by either telling people about your goal, your dream, your vision, telling people what scares you and doing it anyway, or just writing it down, you will be light years ahead. Definitely. That's a good one. I'm writing it down. All sure. yours. All yours, my <laughs> friend. Well, Ray, thank you so, so much for your time, your energy, your wisdom, your gold nuggets. Uh, we appreciate you. Hey, thank you for your time, Jamie. Always a pleasure. Go to your Guys, if you found value in today's episode, please share it on your Instagram or Facebook and be sure to tag at jame91, at mindset underscore Matt, at XC, help me out, right? underscore Coach Ray. XC10 underscore Coach Ray. We are on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Guys, we are also live every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Trainer Revenue Multiplier fan page. I wish you, we wish you all a fantastic rest of your day. Great job, Jamie.